If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. That was dumb. <laughs> we are. top five Tuesday to everyone in the sports universe. It is October the 25th, 2022. This is the AM Drive on our Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook pages. For Aaron Crouch, who should be back tomorrow, and Sammy Action, who joins the show every Monday, I am your top five Tuesday host, Michael Carbellis, saying good morning to all. Our show is presented by our website, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. It's got our sponsors, shop, socials, and YouTube all in one convenient place. It's our link tree with a cool domain name. So go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. And when you click the Our Shop tab, you can use the code FINSUP, that's F-I-N-S-U-P, for free shipping. Expiring this Saturday, October the 29th, if you're listening or watching this week. Again, code FINSUP on the Our Shop tab for free shipping via MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Monday Night Football last night on ESPN, the Chicago Bears, who had gone down to, as I mentioned on the show live, nine and a half point underdogs, ended up dominating the Patriots 33-14, to 14, and they never trailed. Now, this game was actually just 20-14 to 14 at halftime. But interestingly enough, in the first three drives for the Patriots, Mac Jones went three for six for 13 yards, one interception, and three carries for 24 yards. Well, the one interception was the last throw Mac Jones would make. Not because of an injury or because they ran the ball a million times. No, this was because Bill Belichick, the mastermind himself, put in Western Kentucky star Billy Zappi once again. Now, Billy Zappi, in relief of Mac Jones, went 14 of 22 for 185 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. A couple of glaring stats here for Billy Zappi compared to Mac Jones. Yeah, he did throw two picks. He also took 16 more pass attempts. And his average was 8.4 yards an attempt. Mac Jones was 2.2. Obviously, the Patriots have seen something in Billy Zappi because, let's be real, myself and Aaron Crouch kind of joked or teased about a Patriots quarterback controversy because of how well Billy Zappi did play. I believe he had like a 300-yard game in one of the last two games. So it was obviously something that was kind of fun to talk about. But I am the only person I know that has literally said that Billy Zappi is a good quarterback coming out of this draft. 
He, of course, was known for lighting up Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, and understandably so. But here is what I told Twitter on March the 15th, 2022. These NFL quarterback scouts are so annoying. Every year, they slurp each other off. All the same analysis. Desmond Ritter film seems awful. Such a slow progression. But Mel Kuyper and others just love his potential. Why not show it on the field for once in your college career? The NFL draft buzz. Desmond Ritter is not the most accurate. Takes too many sacks. Struggle with decision makings. High completion percentage padded by screens. How is that the 38th best prospect? Via the same NFL underscore draft underscore buzz, Billy Zappi is an air raid quarterback who may struggle to adjust. Accuracy drops when he moves from the pocket and marginal heights, which is cliche. So I asked this question. What film did these experts and scouts see that showed Billy Zappi wasn't great? The guy was very smart and was amazing moving up and around in the pocket without just running every play like their golden boy Kenny Pickett or taking sacks, sacks like Desmond Ritter. So the reason I said that, and I know that Billy Zappi was not impressive against the Bears. He was more impressive than Mac Jones. But I don't believe if a quarterback is that bad, especially as you know, what is he, a full like a fifth-round draft pick or whatever, the Patriots drafted him. You don't just insert that guy in after three drives by your other young starter. In fact, you look at these guys, Mac Jones and Billy Zeppi. I'm going to do the research right here. So Mac Jones, of course, it is in like his second or third year. He is 24 years old out of Jacksonville, Florida. Bailey Zappi is 23 years old out of Victoria, Texas. What's crazy about this is Mac Jones literally is less than a year older than Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones might be taller. And Mac Jones was the Patriots draft pick a cut like a year or two ago. So I'm trying to figure out at what point did Billy Zappi just all of a sudden take the reins? Because obviously, I I believe Brian Hoyer is still on that roster. Like that's the guy Belichick has trusted for a long time. But if I'm a Patriots fan who may be a fan of Mac Jones at the same time, I think your days are numbered. I'm telling you, this is no mistake. And after the game, Mac Jones was saying. That he was just that he that he understood what Bill Belichick was doing because apparently there was a lot of controversy spurred by the media that was about there's no way um, Bill Belichick had a plan to put Zappy in and then Belichick said it wasn't even performance based it was that he had a game plan and the game plan was for Mac Jones their original young starter to play three drives. Remember, Bill Belichick is a guy who 20 years ago, albeit I don't think this was the right move, although it turned out to be a good move because of how good that team was. 
This is a guy who never let Drew Bledsoe see the field again. Like, period, at all. Tom Brady goes in there, takes over. They're, they're, just, they're just winning games. You don't think Bill Belichick would just put Billy Zappi in? I think he would. And I think he did. And now Bill Belichick suddenly will not disclose what's going to happen against the Jets. If I'm Mac Jones, I'm looking for another team, pal. Because this is Billy Zappi's team now. I'll say it. It's a good day to wear number four. I'll just say that. Because in the next segment, I'm going to talk about how Matt Ryan got benched. Ooh, I never thought I'd say that. That's why I brought out this jersey. You'll see why. But now that's just crazy. As for the Bears, because I do not want to go away from this topic without talking about them. Their running game is insane. Um, Justin Fields did take four sacks, did throw a pick. And he did, oh my God. So I did not watch this game, full disclosure. Justin Fields had four fumbles. That's that's god-awful and pathetic. So Patriots obviously were doing something right defensively. But then what the Bears did was Khalil Herbert, 62 rushing yards. David Montgomery, 62 rushing yards. Justin Fields, 82 rushing yards. Montgomery and Fields both had a touchdown each on the ground. And Dante Pettis, for good measure, 29 rushing yards. Ebner added eight yards for a total of 243 yards on 45 attempts, which is good for 5.4 yards of carry. That'll work. Remember, last time we saw the Bears was on Thursday night football when they were just horrible and lost against the Commanders. Patriots, to me, have, have a good defense. Uh, they're the ones that started the downfall of the Lions offense this year. Interesting stuff there. Let's get to my um, final first segment topic. It's on the 2017 Astros, as promised from yesterday's show. And I'll preface my comments by saying this, that I did not watch a lick of the ALCS because I figured the Astros would win it. I have not watched much baseball this year. I will not do so until that pitch clock is officially like put into the game, which I'm all for. That being said, um, the 2022 Houston Astros, of course, are in the World Series. Um, I do. I have since um, since after the wild card round, I've said the Astros were going to win the World Series. And let me check that because I'm not sure my final prediction was. But it it was either Astros 1 or Astros 2. So little Mike's in the first here. Oh, there you go. I have the Astros as my number one team. My long shot was the Cardinals. No one saw the Phillies coming. But I have the Astros as my number one team at 4-1 to to win the World Series. And I I honestly believe they're going to do so. But let's just put things into perspective here. Because I'll be honest, Astros were more dominant than I thought they'd be this postseason. Um, George Springer is somehow an October king once again, which doesn't make any sense considering the timing. That he, it's him and Alex Bregman just always find a way to catch fire in the playoffs. But this year, it's not just about home runs for the Astros. 
It's about their pitching, which has been really good. And if you'll remember, in 2017, the Houston Astros, as I call the Houston Asterix, I even made sure there's a 2017 champions, the blue background, orange letters, and the champions had an asterisk by. And even the next year, the Red Sox were caught for cheating as well. And obviously, they did not lose their World Series championships for some reason because baseball is just stupid. Or Major League Baseball is stupid. But just having another dominant run with basically the same core and roster does it justify how good these guys actually are? I'm going to say I don't think so. Because obviously they're good players. The Jose Altuve's, the Alex Bregman's, the George Springer's, the other guys, even Carlos Correa, who doesn't even want to be a twin anymore. But I will never forgive 2017. And I think that people who appreciate integrity of sports and the fact that it is a child's game after all should probably be on my side of this equation. The steroid era, you can argue, well, kids watch that and they love it, even though I still think it's cheating the game in the most disrespectful way. But stealing signs is is unforgivable, in my opinion, because I've heard the everyone does it argument. I've heard the, um, well, obviously we're good because we're still here. But if everyone did it, why are you the only ones that got caught? Either A means you're lying, or B, you were so much more egregious than the other people were. That's an issue to me. And every last one of those players took part in that in 2017. That's not a mistake. MLB could have done a lot worse for the Astros. Even though, yes, the championship happened, okay, cool. Doesn't make it right. The Saints beat the Vikings in the NFC Division or Championship game years ago, and Brett Favre, there was a bounty on his head. You know, they beat him, but it doesn't make it right. It's like when a NASCAR driver wins a race and he cheats, and like they find it at post-race inspection and give the win to somebody else. Well, I watched the race he won. Yeah, but he cheated. You cannot cheat the game you grew up playing and grew to love and your fans grow to love because of you, you can't just cheat that away. Because it's 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 unacceptable. There's no way you can justify that. And I'm not going to accuse this 2022 team of cheating, but it is very weird how similar these teams are. The pitching, catching up at the right time, they've been there all year, just weren't the top team. They're hitting suddenly hits in clutch moments. But even if they aren't cheating this year, we should never get over those trash can banging bastards. And every last one of those players, including one from my home county of Effingham, Georgia, Josh Reddick, all of those guys are not immune to that. They deserve the scrutiny because they made the choice to cheat. So while many fans of Houston will 
probably trying to say, oh, see, told you 2017 wasn't a fluke. No, it still was. Maybe for the sake, I really, really hope they didn't cheat this time. I really do. Because if they did it again and baseball once again does a kind of fine or punishment, screw that pitch clock. I hope they didn't cheat. I really do. I hope the 4-1 to catches in for you guys, but that's about all I care about the Astros at this point. This coming from a guy who used to be a Red Sox fan and didn't even like that we had the manager on our team. So there you go. When I come back, Matt Ryan has been benched. Why did this happen? And is Sam Ellinger that guy? Ben Simmons has some rust, according to Steve Nash. And LSU tires jump to number 18. Got some crimson colored conspiracy. Up next, we'll be right back to the AM Drive. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at AM Drive. Online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. If you want the best in sports merchandise for everyone in your family, from every player, every team, in every league, you've got to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and do what? Got to click the F. That's right. When you click the Fanatics logo, the entire store is at your disposal. Get your memorabilia. Get your official merchandise from every team in every league. No more, oh, is it NFL store? No more, is it NBA shop? No, it's MikeAndAaronDrive.com. It's the Fanatics logo. Best part is they have daily deals on that officially licensed merchandise. Today's daily deal is, I don't know, Carve for 65% off site-wide. 
C-A-R-V-E for 65% off site-wide. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that being that we're still six days away from that demonic holiday. But, hey, it's, it's their stuff, man. What can I say? I came out decked in the Colts gear this humble morning. Because on the humble side of things, Matt Ryan, I'll be 1,000% honest with you guys of the AM drive here. By week seven, by the end of week seven in the NFL season, I had zero expectations that Matt Ryan was going to be just flat benched. That thought never crossed my mind. Even if I thought we didn't make the playoffs, I never would have imagined this happening. But something had to occur for this to become the the new the news this morning. Our offensive line had to stink, and Jonathan Taylor had to take a step back. And both those things happened. I don't believe Matt Ryan is any different than he was a year, two, three years ago. I don't. As a Colts family in Georgia, there is one team I've watched a lot. It's the Falcons. Matt Ryan drugged that team around for quite some time. People can say he's washed. I didn't see it like that this year. I said it about a week ago on the show. Actually, I said, I was, it's funny because when I use the term Mike said at first, I, I get a lot of slack for that. But can we just be honest for a second? Here's the deal. I told you guys after that Thursday night football game that Matt Ryan can no longer run this offense because of one reason. Our offensive line cannot protect him. Now you're probably saying, well, what about Sam Ellinger? Well, Sam is mobile. Sam has lit up the preseason and before you give me the cliche, because I know a lot of new people that have not seen the show before watch this moment of the show. So I'm, I'm going to say it right here. The same scouts that told you Sam Ellinger was horrible and turned the ball over too much and didn't have a strong arm, they thought Jacob Easton was a physical freak. No joke. Sam Ellinger showed that man the door and took it over his spot as a young quarterback on the roster. Oh, Michael, that's nothing. Well, is it? Because Nick Foles was signed as the backup this year because he was Frank Reich's boy, right? No, Sam Unger showed him the door and became the backup last week. So, obviously, the Colts know something. The majority of fans think they like they know more. The, the Colts know more. Um, There is this tweet, as I'll transition to this part, from Pro Football Talk, I forgot who, I think it's Mike Florida, whoever runs this account, said, has one retirement ever screwed up a franchise as much as Andrew Luck's retirement screwed up the Colts? Okay. I always knew this guy was an idiot, but reading this, I, I was like, okay, that, that's confirmed for sure. Because this is not about Andrew Luck at all. At all. There's a lot of comments of, Oh, well, they booed him. Well, those were those people were idiots. Those people were idiots. If I were at the game, I would, I would I would yell at them. I would say, you guys are stupid. 
Andrew Luck's health was his number one concern, as it should have been. He gave his, his body up a lot for this team, and finally it was too much for him. Then our offensive line got good, so we brought in Phillip Rivers. We brought in um, Matt Ryan. We brought in Carson Wentz. Oh, they're on these one-year rentals. Make Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. No, I don't believe that. I believe Sierra might save both their jobs. And it might sound stupid. If you look on TikTok and AM Drive TV, I'm already saying that people are just going to crucify me months from now if I turn out to be dead wrong. And I just might. But something about this kid's story ever since he left Texas has really just intrigued me. The way he's jumped um, the young guy who's a physical freak. The way he jumped the co the coach's favorites. The way he's been there in the preseason and just lit up the preseason with and against starters at times. Those things matter to me as a Colts fan. I think the Colts know what they're doing here. And don't be surprised if Frank Reich and Chris Bauer look like geniuses by drafting this kid in the sixth round. Shout out Sam Ellinger, number four, baby. So Billy Zappi, who I liked, Sam Ellinger, who I like even more than Billy Zappi. I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm on cloud Mike's at first. You have to love it. Change that graphic back. Okay. Ben Simmons fouled out last night against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, John Morant did this play. I've seen the video. I gave it was a ticky-tack foul. But Ben Simmons was, was physical all game, and suddenly he thinks that one shouldn't be called. I, I disagree. But John Morant kind of, you know, after he crosses the timeline, the, the half-court mark, he holds the ball there at the bottom, kind of moves it back and forth, and then he picks it up, and he says in the press game, like in the post game, yeah, I knew Ben was going to do that because Ben has done that before against us. So Ben pressed against him, caused some contact, blocking foul, whatever you want to call it, and then Ben Simmons was not happy because he got fouled out. Grizzlies were going to win anyways, but you get it. So Steve Nash, after the game, and Ben Simmons were both not happy. Ben Simmons was very mad about JT or the referee. Listen to this. I'm going to go and read this verbatim from ESPN's app. I just saw the play, Simmons said after the game. It wasn't a foul. The ref, JT Orr, called it a foul, made a mistake. It is what it is. It's really frustrating. It's not a foul, but it was blank. It's frustrating because it's late game, fourth quarter. It's a physical close game. It's the NBA. It's not college. This part's weird. It's not high school. Look, and here, this is insane. Some people are going to get hit. Some people bleed. It's basketball. I don't know. This is not rugby, Ben Simmons. This is basketball. I don't know what he's talking about. But some people bleed. Come on, dude. Stop it. Um. He said he got no explanation for that call, and I, I've always wondered why players want this. Like, you got fouled out of a game, dude. Suck it up and move on. Um, He said because Ja had a tech, he had to give me a tech earlier in the game because I said something. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't at the referee. 
I thought it was just a part of basketball. Again, I don't know what he's talking about there. If you're cussing out my congressman with a B word or something, if you're escalating a situation, and I didn't see the technical foul, the double tech apparently, but I also know that, you know, you just don't do that. It's like, Ben, grow up, dude. Steve Nash had this to say, and I think it's stupid. Steve Nash said, I think rust, he said, when asked of what he believes is hampering Simmons most right now. I just don't think he's played a lot of basketball. Oh, good, good, good Lord. He's like anybody who plays the game knows what he's talking about. So he's basically saying, if you think Ben Simmons shouldn't have rust, you don't know because you didn't play. Well, that's cheap, Steve Nash. You know it's cheap. Just because you haven't played for 18 months, I don't know what he's talking about. What part of that play was timing? What part of seven points, eight assists, three rebounds, and five turnovers, what part of that is I haven't played in 18 months? He's still the same timid, physical player who cannot shoot. That's what Ben Simmons is at this point. People have the audacity to compare this man to LeBron James, and it's been comical ever since. I rooted for him early. Don't root for him now, especially after he acted like he had depression randomly. So I, I finally – okay, I have to go on this rant. J.J. Reddick's podcast, The Old Man and the Three, featured Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons said – and he tried to justify um, not – like he tried to justify passing out of a, out of a wide-open dunk. By saying I, I thought someone would be there. Well, that's just you not that's you not being aware. And then he said, Yeah, I just want it was everything just accumulated right there. No, you're lying. You're lying. This man literally tried to convince people on JJ Reddick's podcast. And JJ Reddick was, oh yeah, you're right. I've dealt with depression. You guys are stupid and you're liars. Stop it. This dude literally said, because he stunk it up, all the depression came crashing down. That's not how that works, pal. Don't act like it is. This notion that he's got rust. The dude's like 26 years old, guys. 26 years old. And somehow he can't take 18 months off and come back playing at a high level. Um, It's been long enough. Maybe you shouldn't have cried your way out of town in Philly. Just a thought. Just a thought. I have a hard time believing. I don't care if you've been out. Like, Clay Thompson was out for like two years, okay? Clay did not complain about Russ. Stop it. Ben Simmons doesn't even have a jumper to be complaining about Russ. Oh, it'll fall. No, Ben, it won't. You stink. Speaking of Ben Simmons, and how about LSU Tigers? Okay, so I'll be. Oh, my gosh. I was dreading this topic because I, I knew it had to be said, but I didn't want to get to it because it's one of those things. Every Tuesday, I feel like I have a bigger picture topic to get to that really makes me think about why the crap I watch these stupid sports. But here I am. College football, baby. I'm telling you what. Talk about corrupt and just controlled by an organization at the expense of other schools. This is really wild. So college football, our top buys will be available after the commercial break. But LSU was 5-2 and two at home playing 
the number seven team Ole Miss. For those of you that are new to this show and watching for the first time, last Thursday, which is when we do our college football preview, me and Aaron were kind of talking like it seems like, because I told him LSU was going to beat the number seven team. You know why? Ole Miss was ranked number seven, so LSU could climb as far as they did. And where did they climb? Number eight. This team was unranked, bro. Unranked. Won a game at home. Because it's the number seven team, now they're number 18. So check this out. Now Alabama, their next opponents. No, this is peculiar. Next weekend, not this is not Halloween, but next weekend, Saturday, November the 5th, at 7 o'clock Eastern, probably on CBS, go figure, is number six Alabama at number 18 LSU. This <laughs> is so stupid. This team is six and two. And they catapulted because they beat a team who I promised everybody was nowhere near top seven. Number seven Ole Miss. What the heck? Jesus, mother. I can't explain it, man. I cannot explain how stupid and how dumb they think everybody is. And take your crimson-colored glasses off for just a second here. Because I don't even know if Alabama fans can justify this. How is LSU suddenly playing the number seven team? I knew they were going to win. They did handedly. And now the number 18, right before they conveniently had to play Alabama. Boy, that is something special. You cannot write a better script. Oh, wait, I just did. Because I just wrote copy the script for them. I copied and pasted it and told you about it on the show. That is unbelievably corrupt. I'm still going to watch anyways because I'm just that gullible. Bingo. <laughs> when I come back, I'm going to finish Top 5 Tuesday. Our top five college football teams are provided by myself, Sammy, and Aaron, as well as our top five NFL teams and top five NHL with Aaron and top five NBA by me for the first time this season. I'll be back. I got you some water. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise. For $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the Vice Golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. 
I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. If you host a podcast or run a small business, it can be hard spreading the word. Friends want to check it out, but chances are they might not. So it's time to help them and grow your brand with Popple, P-O-P-L. Popple is an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card that comes in various forms. You can get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE in all caps for 20% off your order. Set up your links and share. Don't worry, people you share with will not even need a Popple or the amazing Popple app. So when you get your Popple and keychain, pop sign, credit card, all kind of forms, enter the code AMDRIVE, all caps, on popl.co. You can also find it at mikeandarendrive.com, clicking the Popple logo, and there you'll see the promo code once again. Top five college football teams. I've been entering week number nine here, which should be fun. Sammy's top five college football teams are this. Georgia at one, Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee rounding out the top four, and Clemson as the first team looking in. Aaron has got Ohio State at number one, Georgia number two, Michigan at three, Tennessee at four, and Alabama five. And for me, I've got Georgia at number one, Ohio State number two, Tennessee number three, Clemson number four, and Alabama number five. I'll admit it, Alabama is a good team that probably should make the playoff. But my biggest thing with Alabama is this. They get a free game to lose every single year. Other teams do not get that luxury. That's just the way I see it. And I don't think you can convince me otherwise. You get a free loss every single year, but if Oregon loses to Georgia in week one and gets blown out and then they blow out every other team they play, they're just not good enough, and I don't see why. I still think Alabama's better, but you shouldn't reward them for taking games off. I just don't – I'm not saying Tennessee did not beat them. I'm not going to go up here and say that Tennessee, you know, lucked into that win because they obviously had to punch them in the mouth, and they did that. But to add my Alabama, to come away scotch-free – it's kind of sickening, and I don't like it. Top five NFL teams. Sammy has got the Chiefs at one, Bills at two, Eagles at three, Cowboys four, and Vikings at 
five. Aaron's got Bills at one, Chiefs, Eagles, Vikings at four, and Cowboys at five. I've got the Chiefs at number one, and though it's not recency bias because the Bills are on a bye week and the Chiefs just beat the snot of the 49ers, I still thought Chiefs hang with, hung with the Bills pretty good despite Mahomes throwing two interceptions. So I cut the Chiefs at number one anyways. Number two are the Bills who have the best roster in football. Number three, the Eagles. Number four, the Cowboys, who Dak should look a lot better next week. And their running game, like I don't think people understand how much how good Ezekiel Elliott has been the last few weeks. And we thought he was going to fall off the map, and he did. And number five, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. They're hanging on by a thread, by the way. Thankfully, they did beat the Browns, though. Um, I picked the Ravens to make the Super Bowl. Top five NHL teams with Aaron. Bruins at number one. His Vegas Golden Knights at number two. Dallas Stars at three. In fourth place are the Colorado Avalanche. And number five are the Carolina Hurricanes. And now the first top five NBA teams of 2022-23 season with your boy, Mike. Number five, the Blazers. Number four, oh, Blazers are four now, by the way. Number four, Luka in the Mavs. Number three, the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown suddenly is an elite scorer. Wow. Number two, the Phoenix Suns. And number one, John Rant and the Grizzlies are here to stay, and good for them as well. Tomorrow is Jambalaya Wednesday, and what are we cooking up tomorrow? Aaron's thoughts on Brady and Rodgers looking old, and both teams at three and four. A World Series preview. NFL MVP and Cosmoball Heisman favorites so far, and much more on the show that mixes everything together. Because we ain't got football, and we're done with football for the week. So I cannot wait for Aaron's thoughts on everything. I will see you guys tomorrow again. Aaron should be back. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and Facebook at AM Drive TV. The TikTok has been bouncing off because I've been bouncing off the walls on it. I've done a couple of fun rants about the Lakers and about Zion Williamson's health. And I've got some stuff that I break down on that show that you may not hear in Mike in the Mike and Ten podcast, or you might not hear on the show. So for Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvella saying so long and goodbye. And don't forget to please drive safe. See you tomorrow.